Welcome to GRIT, the Real Estate Growth Mindset Podcast, hosted by Brian Charlesworth, founder of Sisu. Sisu provides growth automation software for real estate. You'll hear stories from real estate thought and technology leaders, team owners, and brokers on how they grew their business in a rapidly changing industry. You'll learn how to transform your brokerage and teams into a high-performing and analytics-driven business so you have a new, durable, competitive advantage against disruption in your market. So let's get right into it. Right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Grit Podcast. I'm Brian Charlesworth. I'm the founder of CISU and your host of the show. And today we are here with Jack Lair, who I got to meet at Spring and Justin's event in Mexico here not long ago. So Jack, I'm excited to have you on the show. Just so everyone knows, Jack is the president and CEO of True Advantage Team, and they are at Real Broker. And Jack has multiple teams across the country. I want to learn more about that today. I think you have teams in four different states, if I'm not mistaken. And, and, and then uh, <laughs> you also own an investment group. It sounds like you started after the crash of 08 and probably a good time to start a company like that. Yeah. And you, I know, are a proud father of four boys. In the short time that I've known you, I've heard you talk about your kids with a lot of pride and excitement, and I love that. So anyway, welcome to the show, Jack. Well, thank you, Brian. I'm super grateful to be here with you. Again, thank you so much for this invitation. Yeah, great to have you. So let's just start with how did you get into real estate? When did this all happen? Why? You know, let's let's start back there. Yeah, so a number of years ago, back in, came out of college, 92, 93, and, and went and started a company almost immediately. It was a manufacturer's rep agency and we sold paper, film and foil. And the people that processed also machinery within the paper, film and foil industry and also the machine tool industry. And a number of years into that, was very fortunate to build up some you know, decent cash. And I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna start buying some real estate. So started buying some rentals. And I think 98 is where I really got the true bug to maybe really go into it a little bit heavier. Uh, my wife and I, we found a 102 acre farm and we were renovating this 1790 farmhouse, super excited about this. And then we got pregnant and we're renovating this house. We're, we're bringing friends in, we're doing all the work ourselves. And I, I love the construction aspect of it. This didn't have water, didn't have septic. Like we put all this into it and probably about midway through the project, we, uh, my wife and I went to a birthing class and they talked about lead-based paint. And I was like, oh my gosh, just. So like the new parents, we were a little bit frightened about bringing our newborn baby into a 1790s farmhouse that might have had or definitely had lead-based paint. So we actually subdivided the property and like that was our first flip. It wasn't intentional, but it was just something It was a way to get out of it and actually make, make a decent amount of money. And I was like, my goodness, this is a beautiful process. And that's how I got the bug. So in 98, did our first flip and then quickly just started you know, buying additional properties and then flipping and flipping and, and buying and hold. And yeah, that's how we got started. Okay. So, so you actually started by being a real estate investor, not by being a realtor. Yes. I, I'm not licensed. Never was. Uh, don't plan on never getting licensed. Okay. I, I, so, so here you are running a team, you have four locations and you're in four States and you're not even licensed. Not licensed. Again, the big thing is, is that, you know, and again, realtors that build teams, they get caught up in being a realtor and they kind of get in their own way. And I think the big thing is that 
not getting licensed, I treat myself as a true CEO and building companies. I've been fortunate to be able to build several different companies, not in just real estate, but that's the big thing. Like we build sales teams that just happen to have licensed agents to facilitate a transaction and help a client either buy or sell a home. And, you know, with the sales training in play, we treat ourselves as a sales team that just happens to sell real estate. Okay. So tell us about some of the other companies you've built. I'd love to hear just a little bit about those. Yeah. So a bunch in the real estate world, a couple of private equity investments that I was introduced to. And one I was fortunate to be able to take public. There's a lot of stuff in play there. It's a beautiful thing. We talked a little bit about down in Mexico together, but it's, being around incredible people that really want to take next level steps in their life. And that was a beautiful part of like the relationship that I had within Ocean uh, Thermal Energy Technology. And there's a lot of great stuff that's happening with that company. Again, you're going to see a penny stock right now, but there's stuff in works that's going to really uh, pay off significantly for all the investors that we did take it public. So heavily involved in that. But I think the big thing is like, title company. You know, uh, we had a joint venture situation with an incredible human in this world. And, you know, we parted ways recently, and then we started our own title company and we do a significant number of transactions. So that's another incredible revenue generator for uh, the businesses. And my wife, Kim and I, like, it's not about us keeping it all. Like we heavily invest back in our teams and grow these different locations. So, but renovation companies, you know, we did a in our real estate investment company, you know, we're 550 flips, everything from like small little renovations to complete gut and some wholesale in there as well in that 550 plus since 2009. Like those are some of the companies and just love bringing the right people together and, um, you know, putting them in the right seat and helping them to optimize their talents within the organization. Great. So you are based in York, Pennsylvania. Is that right? York, Pennsylvania, South Central PA. Yep. Okay. What got you started to go from buying properties to saying, I'm going to not going to get licensed. I think you're the first person I've met that runs a team that is not licensed, which I think you don't really need to be. I agree with that. So tell me how you, like, how did you decide to build a team? Yeah, it just seemed very natural. So we had a business partner when we started Trusted Property Group in 2009. And we were doing a, a significant number of short sales. We had a beautiful system and we still have it in place up till today and we'll continue with it. And all these short sales, these opportunities were coming into our world where if it made sense for us to purchase it, we purchased it. And if it didn't, then we had to put it out for a retail buyer. In roughly 2013, we decided to, because um, one of my business partner at that time was licensed and we decided that let's go out and, Let's build a, a little bit of a sales team. Let's start buying some leads from Roto.com. I think Tiger leads at that time. And then let's bring somebody on. We brought our first employee on. And really, we put him in a place to just put his name on all of our listings because we had a significant number of listings in the short sale world. And with that, we started realizing, oh, my gosh, not just the purchase side for us to, uh, you know, to make significant return on, but also like there, it just created so many opportunities for like the agents that we started bringing on. And I mean, I hope I answered that question, but that's, that's how we got that. That's how we got started in that. So how many agents do you guys have in New York now? Yeah, it fluctuates. Um, You know, we just had a little bit of an, an exodus based on culture problems and we, you know, we protect culture at all costs and certainly we can have a conversation about that. 
but I think we have eight licensed right now and a couple showing agents. We lost a, a few here recently and we are a culture-based company. So if a cancer comes in and we can't quickly correct it, uh, we want to quickly get them out the door so the cancer does not spread. So uh, that's, that's what just happened recently. Okay. So I think culture is everything. Culture is key to any business, but every business has a unique, different culture. So like when you say you're a culture business, tell me, tell me what you mean by that. And tell me what you do to like, make sure you have a positive culture in your company. Yeah. And that's great, Brian. So the one thing that we do is like, we have this mentality here. We want to protect it at all costs. And we have strong upfront contracts with all of our team members, whether they're licensed or not to protect that. And the, the upfront contract is not a signed contract. It's a Hey, if, if you hear somebody grumbling, like let's help them get their mindset right. But like, it's a hardcore level of accountability here. So people show up on time and um, it's also the integrity, like making sure that words and actions match up. We want to see everybody, like before you can even join our team, a grateful heart is critically important. If you don't have a grateful heart, we, we can't move any further. Um, but having that super level of gratitude and then the ability to compete and dominate in life and then, you know, finishing, starting strong. Like those are some of our key pieces of that culture. And then just everybody being positive and helping each other. And it truly becomes a family atmosphere. And this all started with my vision, but then my, my director of operations, Sarah Kane, she came in and, and really reinforced it with our team. And now the team protects it at all costs. And that means when somebody is like acting a fool or, or, or foolishness starts to happen, they're going to their teammate and saying, hey, man, let's let's have a better attitude. And then if it doesn't get corrected, they they know to go to Sarah and Sarah has the conversation to correct it. And now the team protects it. And, and Jack doesn't have to Jack's at the pace. Sarah reinforces it along with the team. So it's I think it's a beautiful thing. OK, great. I feel like mindset is a part of that culture based on what you just said. So like, how do you get that right mindset in with everybody? Like, yeah. what, what do you guys do to drive that forward? So I think like, you know, as you're a leader in your business, Brian, it gets set by the leader and leadership has to work on their lids to you know, sometimes make a paradigm shift to, again, get out of their own way so that they can help their team. And like, so I have my, my own little mastermind and, None of these people know that they're on my mastermind. So I listened to a lot of Ed Milet. I was fortunate to be able to meet him at a, at a tax growth con too in Vegas at Grant Cardone's event about four years ago. And that was just a game changer for me for mindset. So Ed Milet, Andy Frisella, you know, obviously thinking grow rich Napoleon Hill. I love what Eric Thomas is about. And then my dad, my dad's up in heaven, but he laid an incredible foundation with a heart of giving. We didn't come from money, but my mom and dad loved the living stink out of my sister and I, and that's where our wealth came from. Heavy amounts of love and believing in us. So I have this mastermind that I turn to, to help me with my mindset and in turn help deliver it to our team. And then they reinforce it when they see stuff that matches up with what we're doing. They share podcasts, they share things that, you know, really help the team grow. Okay. So you guys are... You guys are sharing podcasts and books and all that kind of stuff together. We are a lot of books and incredible individuals and, you know, and, and obviously getting to know you, Brian, this is, this is beautiful for us too. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad we had that opportunity to meet while we we're in Mexico. So I want to go back to your team and talk about, so you started in York. Yep. 
And now you have a Dallas team, you have a team in uh, Bradenton, Florida, you have a team in Scottsdale. How did this all happen? Yeah. So I, I always had this mentality of like helping people achieve at levels well beyond what they ever thought was possible. And I, we get coached within the Tom Ferry world. My coach in particular at that time was somebody that was no longer coaching us. And uh, we ended up getting with uh, Kay Fairchild, which is one of Tom's original coaches, uh, just matched up culturally. And she was able to really help me plug holes and understand some things that we weren't doing properly or what we could do way better. And I think we went to a, a summit in Dallas, okay? And I kind of like, I was thinking about this, but I wasn't quite sure. And we happened to sit down on the first day of summit before it started the night before. And we, um, uh, this was down in Dallas and my former coach was sitting there and he invited in a young lady and her um, daughter. And we sat down and we started having a conversation. Sarah was with me. And I was like, my gosh, why can't we grow teams just like we're doing here in Pennsylvania and Maryland? We have the systems and processes in place, the sales training, the, the lead generation, and maybe it's a plug and play. And, you know, I met Kelly Griffin Porter at this uh, event down in Dallas about seven months ago, and we hit it off personally. I loved what she was doing business wise. And, you know, she goes, really, I'm just, I'm looking for a business partner. And, you know, she was in a point in her life where it just made sense to have that conversation. It, it was pretty doggone organic, actually. And what the neat thing is that here's where the real drive for me came is when meeting Kelly and her daughter, Dallas, in, in Dallas, Texas, when, on Griffin Street, there, there might've been some signs involved with this. I don't know if you believe in that stuff, but anyway, we sat there and had this conversation and then we heavily vetted. We did the ultimate life tool, which is like this on steroids and to really understand each other, um, dark triad to find out if we can be great business partners and be trusted. And, and we matched up and it just started working on Kelly's mindset on a couple of things because in the Arizona market, Scottsdale market, like people were discounting, people were not valuing their, themselves. They were, I was like, Kelly, you're in an incredible market. My goodness. Like you have the ability to do the luxury and you have the ability to, to never, ever discount. So we changed mindset and now it's, it's standard practice that it's three plus on each side and having that mindset gets you a pay raise before you even increase your, your, your sales volume. And then also just instead of going after a $500,000 house saying, you know what, we're going from 700,000 to 10 million. And that mindset, and now, you know, Kelly's doing two, three million dollar listings and it's, it's been a game changer. So we started building this beautiful team in Scottsdale. And here's the interesting thing, Brian. I happened to do that podcast with your wife, Spring, prior to the Mexico event. And th these folks were familiar with Spring and they, they had joined Real Broker. And they reached out to me and said, hey, would you be interested or even be would you consider, you know, joining forces with us and help us grow, grow something in the Dallas-Fort Worth area? And we met Charles and Terry, heavily vetted them as well. And we just started our team there. So it just really gave me that passion to like start building these teams. And then we met some folks in Bradenton. We have some folks in Miami that we're talking to, some folks in Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina. And it's, everybody says like, why those locations? And they are great places to visit, but I had to sit, step back and reevaluate. I go, I think it's more I'm attracted to the individual that has the capability 
that matches up with what we're looking to do. Mm -hmm. And it just happens to be in great areas to visit. So, yep. Okay, nice. Best of both worlds. So let's talk about in order to go like have teams in four or five, six, it sounds like you may have seven up here in the near future. So like what systems do you need to have in place to be able to make your business repeatable and scalable? If you've been enjoying Grit, please help us continue to grow the channel by leaving a five-star review and sharing it with a friend. Now back to Grit. So I'm the big picture guy. I'm ADHD. Like I love making stuff happen, building stuff, but I am not the detail person. I can certainly do it, but that is the worst lane that I should ever be in. I'm good at putting deals together and bringing people together and building those relationships and understanding that it takes incredible folks that are working alongside of you that you can lean on heavily. Like Sarah, Sarah Kane, our director of operations came from outside the industry. And she was, again, director of operations for our team here in Pennsylvania and Maryland and quickly just became way more than I even thought she could be. So now she's director of operations in U.S. growth. And so when we go into a location and we match up with someone to be our partner, or we want to put a team in a certain location, like now it's handed off to Sarah and Sarah helps put all of the, the tech stack, the systems, the processes, you know, the VAs, uh, the offices, she's there to make this happen now. Nice. So is there any, uh, as far as tech stack goes, yep. are there any recommendations you would have for the people out there that are working for you? Number one, again, Pick a CRM and everybody says, what's the best CRM? Like I have my, like we've used a bunch of different ones over the years. We're big in follow-up boss, but it doesn't matter what CRM you use. You just got to use it. And most agents don't use it. Like they have it on their computer. They have it on their phone and they, they just don't use it. So we're follow-up boss. Um, we're heavy in YLOPO. We're uh, one of the top performing Zillow Flex teams. That's only a very small portion of our business, and I only want to make it a small portion of our business. But why Lopo heavy? You know, we're viral marketing. We do two to six transactions every two weeks from viral marketing, V-Y-R-A-L. Uh, that's an incredible lead generation system for us, and it's super, super inexpensive. That probably the best ROI outside of our sphere. The big thing to understand in our world, Brian, is that you can have all these things together, but if you don't track and measure and then report back to somebody that can help you, that is a, that's one of the biggest holes that most teams that I get to talk to or agents, they just don't understand how important that is. So obviously, not obviously, but we are using CSU. We were using CSU well before we ever met you, Brian. And I think the good news is we're using it. The bad news is we're only using it at probably 25% of its uh, capability. So we're, we're making additional investments to learn it at a much higher level, but that tracking and reporting is, is critically important. Yeah. So it sounds like you're using us for the tracking side, but not so much the uh, systems and the automation side. So this gives me a chance to maybe plug this event we have coming up here on June 20th. CSU, uh, we do a CSU mastery event once a quarter and we have one coming up on June 20th and I would highly recommend that you come to that. We spend time with our teams and team leaders personally and then 
Justin and Spring spend time really and Sarah diving into how the Utah Life team leverages Sisu to really run their entire business from how they lead their employees, how they lead their agents, to how they lead their uh, admin team. And it's all it's all using the CSU platform. So anyway, if you guys mark your calendars, uh, that event is CSU Mastery June 20th. So I would recommend you come to that. It sounds like I got to do that, Sarah. So Sarah, my director of operations here in the office as well. So I've had, uh, interestingly enough, I've had about each event we've done, we've had about 50 team owners. And I've had about a dozen team owners come up after both of those two events and say it was the single most impactful event on their business they've ever been to. So anyway, I'd highly recommend it. So getting into that, interest rates have risen. This market's been so competitive. There's been multiple offers on all homes for years now. Mm -hmm. Homes have been going up with the economy going up in price. And now we're at this situation where interest rates have gone from, you know, in the twos to 5%, expected to get to 8% by year end. How does this impact your business? And how does this impact the real estate business? Yeah, I, I think the very interesting thing is that, you know, I hear a lot of rumblings about this shift. And I got to tell you, in the markets that we're in, I don't know what this shift is that they're talking about. I think too many people are watching the news and getting influenced by the news. The best thing I ever did in my life was turn off the news because the news is BS. I'll keep this PG. It, it's BS. Like it's, it, it's foolishness that people are buying into. We always talk about the car wreck. Okay, when you're driving down the road and the car wreck and everybody stops to look at the car wreck and they never, ever stop to look at the successful driver driving past you because they want to see the wreck. Get away from the news. That, that is the biggest piece of advice. If, if you don't take anything away from the day, stop watching the news because this supposed shift. And again, maybe it's happening in some markets, the markets that we're in, I'm not seeing it. You know, maybe a little bit more inventory. There's definitely way more serious buyers because this has weeded out some of the, the not real buyers that are um, that are out there. Like we're seeing way more well-qualified buyers ready to go. On some properties, we're still getting offers at those crazy levels, multiples like 30 on a house, but some we're seeing less on. I think it's about building the skills and the mindset to be successful in any market. And I, I think that's the big thing is that I've seen every market in my short time investing in real estate and been fortunate to be extremely successful in all markets. During COVID, when that lockdown happened, we lost a significant number of real estate professionals. Our team in Pennsylvania was Pennsylvania, New York, and California, Hawaii were the most locked down areas in the United States. I mean, nobody else could come into my office except my wife and I because we owned the building, but we did more business than you can imagine during that time doing everything remote. It's just adjusting to whatever market's out there. So that's the thing that's confuses me, Brian, is that everybody's talking about this and I'm just not seeing it. Yeah. So it sounds like you might be seeing a little bit of a shift. Maybe there's not quite as many offers, but 
I think you make a really valid point here. And that is, you know, if you stay focused and just focus on your business, focus on doing what you can do to, to uh, make a difference for those home buyers and home sellers, same thing you did during COVID. If you just, this is an opportunity for those that watch the news to fail, right? And maybe get out of the business. Yeah. And those who are focused on growing their business and not slowing down to really take market share. This is the, the great separator. Like this is this is sprint season. This is when the rest sit on the sideline, watch the news and get, you know, start feeling sorry for themselves. And those that want to dominate in life, like this is the time to take market share massive. If you're building the skills, have the right mindset, this is the opportunity to put a significant number of folks out of business to grow your business. Yeah, great. Well, uh, just in wrapping up here, is there anything as far as business goes, is there anything that you would like to share? Just words of advice to, to any team leaders. What's made the biggest difference to you in your business? I think like the mindset stuff, like the ongoing continuous daily improvement, like work on the lid, that 1% every day, just working on this thing, that compound pounding effect where you just keep going at it, improving your mindset improving your skills, working on your behaviors, your attitudes, and your techniques. Like those are things that are really important, especially during these times, but anytime. And I, I think the one thing that I heard down in Mexico that has just touched my heart massively, it's a great opportunity to, uh, to talk about this is that, and I think Spring or Justin made this comment. It was just so beautiful. And I said, you know, we all need two people to believe in us. And one is someone you respect and trust. And the other is yourself. And when you can go to somebody in your life and be the best hour of their life for that day, and you can put that self-belief in them and your belief in them, that is something that is, it's lacking in today's uh, world. Like we all need to go out and build each other up and help somebody else out. And that being said to me, because that happened to me, that happened to me with Sarah and Kay Fairchild. Like I'm an introvert. It doesn't seem like it, but I'm, I'd rather be watching Netflix with my wife in our hotel room or bed or whatever the heck it is with our kiddos. And I'd rather be there. But when Sarah and Kay said, Jack, step into where you belong and we believe in you and now you need to start believing in yourself that was huge for me to make this transition to build all these teams and help all these additional people so i say make a difference that's one of the ways awesome okay i'm going to shift gears just really quick just in wrapping up want to just find out a few things about your personal life so you mentioned a few books but what is your favorite book or favorite source of learning I mean, I always go back to Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I read that when my kiddos, I have four sons, ages 14 to 22. And when my first one was born, I read that and it just changed my world. Colin's good to great. I love that. Like those are two. Justin said to me, he goes, I want you to read Rocket Fuel. So I just started that. And that really, that's helping <laughs> this mind a bunch. So, yeah. Yeah. So the visionary and the integrator. So for those of you who don't know, Justin, who uh, we're talking about, Jack's mentioned a few times, that Justin is uh, Spring's partner over at the Utah Life team. So what's your favorite thing to do in your personal time? 
Oh, we live on a farm. I mean, I like going out in my Kubota or my John Deere tractor and digging some holes. And we have a boatload of guns. We shoot AK-47s, AK-74s, ARs. We have free range chickens. We like, you know, protecting them and getting rid of the foxes and all the, the varmints. Um, we, we have a lot of fun doing that. So shooting guns with my kids, riding, you know, dirt bikes on the farm. And then I love traveling, love going to Europe. I haven't been there in a while because of what's been going on, but I have traveled the U.S. and Mexico uh, significantly in the last couple of years here. So, so what's your there. what's your favorite place to go? Well, it's it happens that like in Europe, it's um, it's like we're big in the, we love Switzerland. Um, I've been to Oktoberfest three times in Munich. I think that's a, a bucket list item for everybody because we can stand on the table drinking a big beer. And you're with with everybody there that doesn't really speak. Most of them don't speak speak English, but when they can sing a John Denver song alongside of you, and know the words probably better than I do, uh, that's just a beautiful thing to experience. But I love Mexico. We we my wife and I we spend a lot of time down there, and um, we just we love the people down there, and they treat us like incredibly well. Great, John. Thanks for joining me on the show today. How's the best way for people to get a hold of you? Yeah, so it's um, uh, Jack at True Advantage Realty, T-R-U, leave off the E, Advantage Realty, and then um, Instagram at Coach Jack Lair, and then um, my Facebook page, I think it's, uh, just look me up, the same mug, I might have glasses on, I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. Okay, everybody, thank you for joining us this week on the GRIP podcast, and uh, Looking forward to seeing you all next week on the show. We'll catch you then. Jack, thank you again for joining us today. And we'll catch up with you soon. Appreciate it. Thank you for joining us on our podcast. If you have an interest in a free seven-day trial of Sisu, go to sisu.co, S-I-S-U dot C-O. Make sure that you use the coupon code GRIT, that's G-R-I-T, to waive all your setup fees and receive a 10% discount on your subscription. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and want to subscribe, search GRIT, the real estate growth mindset on iTunes, Spotify, or Podbean. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Take care.